use the force. Live long and prosper. I'm going to Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. Lilu Dallas Multipass. Shut up and take my money. By Grabthar's hammer. <laughs> what a saving. One does not simply walk into Mordor. X never, ever marks the spot. Winter is coming. You're a wizard, Harry. Stay a while and listen. Hey, old Kermit. Frog here. Your ties are cool. So say we all. This is a play on nerds. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to A Play on Nerds, episode 59. This week, we get back to the very roots and depths of our show, and we're bringing you a copycat cinema. Woo! As always, I'm Steve. And I'm Jarman. And we're your co-hosts for today. And every day, because who the hell else would do this? I mean, come on. <laughs> but I'm so excited. Apparently, it's been since uh, the Truman Show, you said, on EdTV. It was the last episode time we did. Episode 42. What? Quite a while ago. Was the last time we did a copycat cinema. And considering I think our first four or five episodes are all copycat cinemas. And yeah. that's really how what we based this show off of until we realized there weren't enough movies. Yeah, uh, it's like that was our only idea we had when we first started off. We were so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> and we're still really stupid. We just have more ways to express our stupidity. We just have less focus now. That's yeah, the that's important true. part. We planned so much for episodes before. Man. Nope. We were such scared kids. <laughs> yes. But now we're your grown adult men hosts. So enjoy. Mm-hmm. And fans, the few fans that we have through this whole time have always said they love copycat cinema. And I never believed it. I'm like, really? You like that a lot? And they do because we, we review obscure movies sometimes. So I'm like, yeah. I'm surprised they like this segment so much. So we copycat cinema yeah. and the books episode. I don't yeah. get it. Books. I don't get it. <laughs> books. <laughs> books. Everyone was so excited. I know what those are. <laughs> I can read. <laughs> but yeah, we're doing Red Planet and uh, Mission to Mars, both released in year 2000. Both were did very poorly in the box office. So it was a lot and of fun both to are watch. Very lowly rated. <laughs> yes. Everywhere. So this is going to be a real good one. You need to stay tuned in. This is what we sacrifice for you guys. But gals. in the meantime, it's been, I think, three weeks since we recorded. Jarman, what have you been up to? Uh, I've been up to a lot. Uh, I, in the amount of time since I've last talked to you, I met somebody and now I have a girlfriend. <laughs> Bam. That's right. Internet. It is possible. It is possible for nerds everywhere to find someone to love and love them and, back. <laughs> and, and where did where did you meet this this young lady? Uh, we met on a dating website. OK, Cupid, the free Ooh, one. <laughs> OK, there's a lot Good. of people you have to you have to trudge through on that website, especially for women. I feel so bad for them because men are awful. But uh, true. Yeah. She put up. We are, with, we are uh, the worst. Messages. Well, good. And you guys both like thumbed up each other or whatever the hell you do on that site. Yeah, I sent her a message because her name's Amy, by the way, and she's wonderful. Amy. Might be listening to this later, but uh, she she doesn't she doesn't like you that much yet. Yeah, exactly. Don't don't subject her to this. <laughs> True, that'll be her own choice. But uh, yeah, she's into a lot of nerdy things like me, and uh, she's into things that aren't nerdy too. So it makes things interesting. So it's just it's a it's a cool thing. Would, I'm it, would it be safe to say, in our sense of the use of the word, that she is a horse nerd? Well, well, she also reads more comics than me, uh, plays more video games than I do. But then she also is really into horses for like the last 20 years of her life. And so like she has equestrian shows and stuff. Yeah, she's won yeah. the 
the biggest horse competition in the United States. She's she was first place. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. Holy Toledo. That's nuts. Yeah. So she's really good at this stuff. And I've never known anything about horses before, but I've learned so much already. And they're pretty incredible, giant, scary, sometimes creatures. Uh, they could oh, kill you huge. in an instant. Yeah. <laughs> Their teeth are like the size of my palm. They're nuts. Yeah. They're huge. And not to scare anyone away from that, you know, equine activities, but uh, it did. One of them did kick her once and she like uh, had like damage to her organs on the inside, but she's fine now. But it's like they can kill you if they wanted to. That's true. In a second. A lot of animals fit into that category and we really take it for granted. It's true. And the only other update since that all that time um, uh, was also for a play on nerd's sake is we launched the Stuff and Thangs podcast, which is what Rick always says on <laughs> The Walking Dead. Stuff. I'm doing Thanks, Coral. <laughs> but uh, started by Garrett Yoshitomi and Jerry Herrera, two of our writers for um, a play on nerds. And Garrett will no longer be able to do it, unfortunately. He's he recently had some new commitments, so um, I'm still going to try to continue it with Jerry and maybe find different co-hosts for him. But they're great guys, and the first episode's out. Um, we're releasing another one next week, but that's kind of why we have had a little hiatus for the regular uh, show. But we'll be back on track now. So it's so if you want to co-host a Walking Dead podcast and become part of a Play on Nerds network, you let us know. Absolutely. Please do. So, yeah, that's me. What have you been up to, man? Nothing big. We went and we had uh, the the big five month anatomy exam at the doctors. For the babies. Uh, Because you're you're having a baby. For the baby. Yes, I'm having a baby. (laughs) A, not plural. One. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, that's good. (laughs) Um, and they did the ultrasound and I was blown away at everything they can tell from this ultrasound. So when I think of ultrasound, I just think of like this side view and you're like, oh, and there's the head, but it, they can really dive in deep and really cut it down by layers. It's kind of nuts. So we, she took a look inside the baby's brain and both of the like lobes are forming correctly. And then she checked the esophagus and the esophagus and stomach is starting. And then she went lower and found the kidneys and the kidneys are already producing urine. And the umbilical has three veins in it, which is what they want. And they can tell that now. So that's good. But like that's crazy, a, literally a list of probably 15 to 20 things that, that she had to go through and check off and show us. It was really crazy. The important question, though, is what food size is your baby now? <laughs> um, our our baby is uh, let's see. At the appointment was 13.5 ounces. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was Tuesday. So I would say probably 14 or 15 ounces. Now this kid is growing crazy at this point. Well, for people listening in the past, you have an app that tells you how what food your baby is equal to. So the problem is there's these big gaps. Oh. So the next one I have is at 24 weeks, the kid will be as big as a banana split. (laughs) Why a banana split? (laughs) So so right now my kid is somewhere between a can of soda and a banana split. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And uh, this, we, we did genetic testing a while ago to check for all the genetic markers and things that could go wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that comes with a 99% certainty of the sex. Uh, Ann and I did not want to risk telling everybody and then have it be in that 1%. So we waited until the anatomy exam. And mm-hmm. I am happy to announce that we are having a little girl. Oh my God, that's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So I'm going to have a, a little girl. We uh, immediately called some family members 
And um, I'm not sure if she listens to this, but uh, we have decided to name her after my Aunt Joyce. Oh, wow. Uh, who never had any kids of her own, and we want always want a little bit of Joyce running around the Bamley, Bauman family. So, so Joyce doesn't know that yet. She does. Oh, we, she does. We called, okay. we called and asked for her blessing because the last thing I wanted to do is for this to be our plan for four months, and then we deliver <laughs> the kid, and she freaks out and says no for some obscure reason. Yeah, who knows why? And then we have no backup name. But she, um, did she cry when you told her that or something? Oh my God, did she cry? It was good. <laughs> it was a, it was a good phone call. It was a good good phone. Call. I would imagine. <laughs> So yeah, so little Joycey is growing, and uh, that's, that's so the cute. big. That's the biggest news. That that's big news. That's oh, and we awesome. started receiving. Uh, so we put up our baby registry. Mm-hmm. Family has been bugging the shit out of us for it, so we finally put it all up. And um, we're already receiving gifts. Hey, a play a play nerds listeners, if you want to buy him uh, baby gifts, go for it. <laughs> totally do. <laughs> um, but let's see. We got the stroller. Uh, we got like a, a lay down mat that they lay on, and there's this thing that hangs over it, and they get play with dangly things uh we got our you're gonna carrier. be great this steve you're gonna be great <laughs> i don't know what it's all called it's all technical terms shut up <laughs> oh man yeah so we, we started receiving gifts which is kind of it's very surreal that is surreal especially no, i've known you for you know 22 years now or something so uh not quite that well much. not that we're, long how old were we we're, we were 10 10, so 20 years. I've known you for so 20 this, years. Yeah, this summer. So basically like in August, God, we, will, we will have known each other 20 years. <laughs> that's nuts. That is insane. <laughs> Just crazy. Oh, that's amazing. Well, look at well, that. Thanks for, thanks for listening to this, this bullshit internet. <laughs> <laughs> hey, while we the internet this. cares. <laughs> that's true. They do. They, that's what they're known for is caring. Uh, oh, of course. Not being trolls. No, they always care. No. So now I think that uh, it's time to move on to some nerdy news. It's time for Nerdy News. And after talking about something so sweet, I'm going to run right into some porn news. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. I'm with you. So this is nerdy related still. So Game of Thrones season six premiere was uh, last Sunday. By the time you listen to this, we might already have episode two out of season six. But. Pornhub reported a 4% drop in porn consumption during the Game of Thrones premiere. <laughs> and 4% may sound little, but that's a lot for a giant website like that. Like it was a huge dip for them. Wow. So that's all yeah, the nerds like stopped like watching. Millions and millions of people. <laughs> exactly. They stopped watching porn and started watching Game of Thrones all at the same time. <laughs> wow. So that's one little bit of news there. And then uh, another small thing Wheel of Time, one of my favorite book series, is coming to TV in a real way. Uh, sometime soon in the future, they recently, like a year or so ago, had a horrible pilot episode. They tried to bury on FXX, like not FX, but FXX that they're like okay. second channel. Yeah. And it was so bad. They just tried to hide it. But basically the company was trying to make something so they could renew their um, claim on it. Like, you know how Marvel does with characters and stuff. Yeah. So it was so bad though. And they did it without per- proper permissions that a lawsuit happened. It had Billy Zane in it to let you know how bad it was. <laughs> wow. That's yeah. all you need to say. I know now, <laughs> but then the original yeah. owners got the copyright back after the lawsuit. So now they're making it properly. They'll probably try to put it like Netflix or HBO or something. So it's okay. going to be pretty cool. And well, cool. the last little bit is Netflix is going forward with the Punisher standalone series. So people love Punisher so much in daredevil season two that now they're having his, he's going to have his own series. So that's pretty cool. Well, good. Yeah, they're building a nice little 
Netflix TV empire. It's kind of crazy. It's getting huge. Yeah. So my, my as always, I title, give a cheeky title to my news stories and my news stories collectively are called totally boned. <laughs> so that, um, that fits in well. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Not nearly as dirty. Um, <laughs> so uh, one of them is they found dolphins that use echolocation. Mm-hmm. This is something that we had to like develop technology to make happen. And they, they evolved it, which is just yeah. nutty to think about. So they found this fossil, 26 million years old, of not a dolphin, but one of the early predecessors to the dolphin. Mm-hmm. So still a water mammal, but not quite as, as evolved. Uh, and they got a, a CT scan of its head, specifically its ear bone. And they found that this bone is the exact same size and shape, pretty much, as what's in modern dolphins. Hmm. So 26 million years ago, when our ancestors were like pretty awesome, like rat monkeys. These guys were ruling the sea with technology that wouldn't show up anywhere else for, you know, 26 million years. How do they do that? I, we, I don't know. It's just nuts. Evolution is crazy sometimes. Just crazy. Whoa, whoa. Evolution. Don't push your pet theories on me, buddy. <laughs> hey, don't you put limits on God. Uh, bam. Bam. <laughs> Uh, so that's one totally bone story. The other one is uh, they believe that now 50,000 years ago in Asia, uh, the ancestors of humans gave Neanderthals herpes, tuberculosis, and tapeworm pretty much sexually transmitted. Wait, Neanderthals gave it to ancient humans? Or? No, we gave it to them. Oh. <laughs> we literally fucked them to death. Uh, <laughs> But so most Neanderthal communities in that time, they believe were between 10 to 30 people. Um, And so while none of these diseases would really have caused mass death, Mm -hmm. they believe that that each population would have gone through its own basically weakening because of the disease. It would have made it through, but that they believe it could have contributed to Neanderthal's failure. Jeez. I'm picturing them now as like a sophisticated society drinking tea and then like ancient, you know, Homo sapiens come over and like, hey, how's it going? You want to get nasty? <laughs> Just like giving them diseases. Oh, my. Here, take well, these smallpox blankets. <laughs> oh. uh, so, yeah, we fucked them to death. So yeah. that's totally boned. That is totally, totally boned. <laughs> oh, lovely. Welcome to Play on Nerds. <laughs> This is to get us warmed up for our discussion of Red Planet versus Mission to Mars. And that's some cool Mars trivia. Very nice. Uh, so a year on Mars, to take a guess at how many Earth days it is. I feel like I knew this, maybe because of the movie The Martian or something. Isn't it like four, 400 or something? 687 Earth days. Oh, wow. Okay. It's like almost two years. Almost. Uh, gravity is 0.38 uh, of what Earth's gravity is. So if you weighed 100 pounds here, you weighed 38 pounds there. People always mistake that. They think it's like the moon where you just kind of fly off and there's no gravity, but there is some gravity. Uh, The average temperature is, um, so on Earth, the average temperature is 57 degrees Fahrenheit, which I was like, oh, that's kind of, that's kind of pleasant. Yeah. Uh, Average temperature on Mars, negative 87 degrees Fahrenheit. (laughs) It's like Fargo. (laughs) Yep. Uh, It's got two moons, one of which in the next 20 to 40 million years 
uh, its name, the moon's name is Phobos, is going to be torn apart by gravitational forces and going to create a ring around Mars, Ooh. just like Saturn has. Fancy. And that ring's going to be there for 100 million years. Wow. Though it is like less than a sixth of the size of Earth, it has approximately the same amount of land surface as, as Earth does. Oh, because there's no water, basically? Because there's no water. Yeah. Yeah. So if all the countries put together, got smashed together, that's how big Mars would be. And this is just a fun fact. Uh, as of 2014, out of the 40 missions that have been sent to Mars, rovers, explorers, satellites, everything, out of 40, only 18 have been successful. Oh, geez. I wasn't aware of that. Our track record with Mars is not the best. Is that counting everybody, all other countries, too, or just the U.S.? That's everybody. Okay. Yeah, I've heard the Russians aren't very good at it. They keep trying, though. Yeah. <laughs> Supposedly, the Chinese are going to make a bid for it. We'll see. Go for it, China. Yeah, Go for it. You, you, you waste all that money. We, we, <laughs> did it. we did it for the moon. It's your turn for Mars. We'll take Neptune. We're going to make China pay for it. It'll be great. It'll be terrific. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to build a wall on Mars. <laughs> the Chinese are going to pay for it. Uh, Mars also has the largest dust storms in the entire, in, out of all the planets we can take a look at. Mm. They cover up to 95% of the surface simultaneously and can last years. Doesn't sound like a pleasant place. No, but I'm glad we're trying to get there. Mm -hmm. Man, why can't we just find a planet with like beautiful naked women and just fruit everywhere and try to get to that one? And they're green women, of course. Why are we spending so much money trying to get to Mars? We should be looking for better options. I mean, come on. <laughs> come on. Well, yeah, they are. They're trying. They found Earth-like planets. They're just too far away. That's true, and we're we're never going to go faster than the speed of light, so it's it's hopeless. We just need to get a giant telescope so we can peep on those beautiful women on that planet far away. <laughs> That's right. But what we'll see will be ha happening like a billion years ago, so we'll be like, we'll be watching them in the past. That's the future I want to leave to my children. <laughs> <laughs> That's the future of Pornhub. That's true, a, that is. A camera set up staring at another planet. With beautiful women on it. Uh, so with that, let's break into our discussion of Red Planet versus Mission to Mars. So I guess I'll start by giving a summary of Red Planet, and then Absolutely. you can give a similar summary to Mission to Mars. Yeah, if you're not familiar, folks, if you're a newer listener, copycat cinema means that we, of course, watch two movies that are very similar that came out pretty much the same year, uh, and we pick a movie that we're going to fight for, debate for, That's right. and whether we like it or not. And then at the end, we'll have a general discussion and kind of get out of the fight. But for right now, Steve's going to be fighting for Red Planet. Because it's awesome. And I'll be fighting for Mission to Mars. And that one sucks. Mine's so much better. <laughs> so a team of scientists and some would appear to be like military personnel, essentially, uh, are on their way to Mars uh, because we tried to terraform Mars and they're, all this green mossy stuff was growing and doing great. But then all of a sudden it stopped growing. Mm -hmm. So they send this team to try to figure out why it stopped growing. Um, and that's the last you hear about that for a long time. Well, and Earth, Earth apparently is in a state of uh, uh, environmental collapse, I suppose. That's why they are trying yeah. to get to Mars so badly. It's in 2057 or 2067, I think. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. 
Um, so they're trying to get to Mars. They're the the, the plant's only hope. Uh, something goes wrong with the ship. They're forced to abandon ship. The captain stays on the ship and somehow keeps it afloat, for lack of a better term. They crash land on Mars, lose a bunch of people, find out what's killing the moss. <laughs> And then somehow one of them makes it back to the ship to make it back to Earth and tell them what happened. I'm picturing you in a room with executives pitching this movie in the year 2000. And they're like, no. (laughs) But someone said yes to this movie. (laughs) But what if I told you Val Kilmer? And they went, oh. Oh, why'd you bury the lead, man? Of course we'll make it. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, that's 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 uh, Red Planet. That's, That's the shitty one I did. Yep. No, it's great, right? Tell us about Mission to Mars, which sucks. So Mission to Mars, which is (laughs) fan-friggin-tastic, is... um, So they just want to go to Mars to explore? I don't think there's like a... There there wasn't like a life-or-death reason they had to go to Mars, right? No, not that I I don't believe so. It was uh, the hopeful, you know, year 2000 where we still thought we had, you know, space missions in our future. And this would just be the logical next step for NASA would be going to Mars. So it's kind of set in that world where I think it's like 2020 when this is supposed to take place. So in the very not too distant future, things look pretty similar. Um, And a bunch of astronauts are going to go. We meet them all. There's uh, Tim Robbins, uh, Jerry O'Connell, Don Cheadle, Gary Sinise. Uh, Connie Nielsen, who you'll recognize. I, I didn't recognize her name, but I saw her. I'm like, oh, yeah, she's lots of stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they get sent there to just take samples and do scientific things. And things go horribly wrong when they encounter the face on Mars. And the face on Mars apparently is actually some kind of alien object. And it attacks them when they try to put radar through it. And it kills all of them except for Don Cheadle. So then Gary Sinise, who is still back at camp, along with uh, Connie Nielsen and Tim Robbins and Jerry O'Connell. Yeah. They go to save Don Cheadle, who's like the Martian and Matt Damon at that point. And uh, so they get there. They're then going to try to figure out what this thing is. And uh, they do. And it's apparently an alien artifact that was left there for like millions and millions of years ago from aliens that uh, seeded Earth and made Earth what it is now. And you get a lot of over-the-top philosophical stuff. And Gary Sinise goes off with the aliens. And it's wonderful. Yeah, that's um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I think so. I probably butchered that. No, that's pretty accurate. That was pretty. <laughs> it, we both did pretty well for what we had to work with. It's true. That is very true. So I'm going to go ahead and start with my first point. All right. Why Red Planet is the superior film to Mission to Mars. Good luck. And that is Red Planet <laughs> had way more plots going on than Mission to Mars. Because that's what you want. That's what you we want. Got killer robot we got surviving on mars we have the nerdy scientist who kills the military commander out of like jealousy and anger uh we have the whole reason they were sent there to figure out why the moss stopped growing and they don't mention it again until like the very end of the film and you're like oh shit that's right that's why they were there <laughs> uh, k- killer bugs uh-huh. uh and a whole separate plot where the commander is stuck on her own on the ship that's like six plots. <laughs> That's exactly what you want in a film. So for that reason alone, I'm going to say that Red Planet was superior because it had way more way more stuff going. It was more complex. That's the word I'll use. I'm going to add a little uh, spice to our copycat cinema here, and I'm going to use I'm going to do my rebuttal to your point that you just did. <laughs> Please How do. about that? And we can go back and forth. But uh that's why it sucked because there are too many damn plots. <laughs> and all of a sudden you're like watching the movie and stuff happens. Then like 20 minutes later, for some reason they flash back to like 
that same uh, like scene from earlier, but then they add more dialogue and it was so confusing. And there's a whole Terrence stamp guy who is, you know, uh, Zod and Superman. Yeah. That guy, he was like, I'm looking to find God. And you're supposed to care about that. <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then he dies and we're supposed to care and we don't. And then oh, just, and then who, who is Carrie Ann Moss supposed to be falling in love with? We don't know. She's naked for no reason. Yeah. And then she wears no bra for half the movie. The, the robot knows Kung Fu for some reason. Yeah, and so they try to make like, the robot the villain, and the robot's going to kill them. But we, why? It just it was all over the place. That's why your your point sucks. <laughs> hey, it's about quantity here, not quality. Okay? <laughs> oh, okay, gotcha. Let's <laughs> hear so your first point to mission for mission to Mars. Uh, my first point is kind of based off what I was saying earlier about the hopefulness and the the the, the feeling we had towards NASA and exploration and, and the things that uh that uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson is trying to instill in people these days is what, how much we need space exploration. And Gary Sinise is just like the ultimate astronaut actor from the nineties and two thousands. <laughs> it was like Apollo 13. He was in. Yeah. He looks like an alien as it is anyway, but just with this cast and the hopefulness and just, you feel like you're, you feel like you're being inspired by this movie is inspirational as opposed to red planet, which was just like, bad action movie <laughs> with Val Kilmer. Hey, it was a great action movie. So if you want uh, to be inspired, if you can look past really cheesy dialogue and bad exposition, Mission to Mars is your movie. So here's why that's bullshit. All right. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, the whole thing is uh, Gary Sinise loses his wife, who should have been his co-pilot on the first mission. And that's right. why they didn't go. And that's why Don Cheadle went. There's this whole guilt kind of factor. Um, and I don't feel like in the movie all with all the cut scenes back to them and their relationship and what Gary Sneese was able to portray on film that the ending of this is what I was meant to do. I was meant to go with the aliens because my wife died. Like that doesn't make any damn sense. I'm going. It's what I was born for. Like Maggie said, to stand on a new world and and look beyond it to the next one. I know this is right for me. No, because she says that at the party. She's like, "What if you know there's aliens or or something?" That she says something like that. <laughs> <laughs> No sense. <laughs> totally justifies it. Totally. I want to see this the sequel where Don Cheadle goes back to Earth and kills himself because he lost both of his best friends on one mission. <laughs> and he comes. He's the only one that came back. He'll have so much guilt. That's the next. That's the sequel. Well, Don the, Cheadle the, killing the himself. Connie Nielsen character came back with him. Yeah, but he's gonna. But but there's no guilt though. Yeah. For her, like that's the thing. The guilt that they all came to get him and his two best friends died and he made it home. That's true. Well, his other best friend, he didn't die. Yeah. He just went off with the aliens. He just abducted by aliens. So we're going to assume aren't we're, we're going to assume these aren't the anal probe kind of aliens. We'll assume they, they're good. They aliens. look friendly. They, their hands count like anal probes. That's but. just what an, an evil alien race would want you to think in a first encounter. <laughs> we're friendly. Take your pants off. They seem like a nice <laughs> enough sort. Am I right? Yeah. Lizard people. God. Why is there lube uh, all over the place? <laughs> See, that's why that's bullshit. There wasn't enough backstory and acting led up to make that make sense. Sure, you can believe that. 
Yeah, Just, I will. You're wrong. I can't. But go ahead. Um, <laughs> What's your okay. next point? So my next point is that this is the greatest B-level actor cast ever assembled in history. <laughs> in the history of film. And I'm going to go point by point for all the major characters <laughs> to tell you why. <laughs> so first, let's start with Tom Sizemore. Oh, God, he was creepy in this movie. He is from such hit films as The Relic, because people remember that. Um, with uh, prestigious roles like second in charge soldier in um, Saving Private Ryan. That was his name in the movie? No, he's got some real name, but that's all he that's, I didn't. I didn't remember it, so that's the point. Um, Val Kilmer, who hasn't been in anything good since Kiss Kiss Bang Bang in 2005. Which is a great movie, folks. Uh, Benjamin Bratt, whose early acting career includes a lot of one named Latino characters. He played <laughs> Paco in Blood In, Blood Out, Felix in One Good Cop, and Carlos in Chains of Gold. Those sound like golden roles. I mean, you got yeah. actors like Terrence Stamp, who is the poor man's Malcolm McDowell, who is the poor man's Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> So he's like real he, he poor led, man. He, he he lends he's he's the off brand to the off brand. <laughs> he was asleep during this movie. Like he wasn't even I mean, saying lines. And you're like Oreos. Ah, oh, I got to go to the second brand. Sandwich cookies. Ah, uh, oh, what's the third brand? Oreos. <laughs> like that's that, that's Terrence Stamp is Oreos. Um, if there's a cardboard cutout of of Anthony Hopkins, it's Terrence Stamp. <laughs> Carrie Ann Moss, who who's best known for wearing leather and shooting guns. And what the hell has she done since The Matrix? Apparently, they were going to cast Meg Ryan in that role first, and then they were like, couldn't get her. So like, oh, I guess we'll get Carrie Ann Moss. Though I guess I will say though, Carrie Ann Moss has hitched her wagon to. Uh, to hitch herself to a good wagon because um, she's now somewhere in the Marvel universe. She was on Jessica Jones for a few episodes yep. uh, and is now going to be in was it not Fist of Fury. Uh, Iron Fist. Iron Fist is now also going to be in Iron Fist as that same character. So she's I forgot she, about that. Yeah, she's good. She's she's smart to get get into that role. Uh, and then Simon Baker from such sequels as The Ring 2 and Land of the Dead. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't he in a TV show, too? <laughs> yeah, some dumb one. Yeah. Some police procedural show or something. Yeah, something like that. He plays a detective who's smarmy and bitchy and shit's great. Um, <laughs> the mentalist or something. So I think that every single cast member is like a brilliant B-level actor that you were that you as soon as you see them, you go, oh, it's that guy from that thing. That thing. <laughs> um, every one of them is that person. <sighs> I am not going to contest that point. That is a fair no. point. Yeah. That's what actually helped me like the movie more was how bad the cast was. So it was like, this is ridiculous and silly. <laughs> the thing that, that disappointed me more about Mission to Mars is that there are a lot of really great people in that cast, and it's still such a mediocre film. Now, on your point, because I had so much trivia here before we go to my next point, there is the trivia I found on IMDb for this film for Red Planet, and Almost all of it involved Val Kilmer and Tom Sizemore. <laughs> and Tom Sizemore. I saw that, too. Did you? So I'm just going to read this here. This is an amazing story. So Val Kilmer and Tom Sizemore began feuding during production. According to reports, it all began when Kilmer got annoyed about a fancy exercise machine that Sizemore wanted shipped from England to the set in Australia. <laughs> Eventually, the two hate each other so much, Kilmer would not come out of his trailer if Sizemore was on the set. Many of their scenes together were filmed over shoulders of photo doubles. Kilmer reportedly refused to say Sizemore's character's name, instead saying, hey, you. 
And then Val Kilmer and Tom Sizemore got into a confrontation that escalated into them throwing weights at each other until Sizemore knocked out Kilmer with a punch to the chest. At a crew member's request, he avoided Kilmer's face. <laughs> yeah. That's so, amazing. All I hear there, real tension. The real real tension. tension. Yeah. Added to the drama of the film, right? Added. <laughs> but yeah, so you've got like Academy Award nominees in your movie. Mm-hmm. Gary Sinise, uh, Tim Robbins, Don Cheadle. All been all Academy these, Award nominees, yeah. Um, what, the, what was the, the young guy's name? Connolly? Jerry O'Connell. Jerry O'Connell. Jerry O'Connell, who was, you know, in Stand By Me, so that's got to count for something. And Sliders. Yeah. He was in Sliders. <laughs> sliders. Love that show. I thought that yours overall just had better acting Maybe maybe they were just in different points in their career than my actors, uh, but we're just better actors in a more mediocre film. Uh, my film was all around better because of those better actors, but that's not even my next point. My next point is this has legit freaking aliens in it, and that makes it awesome. And I know how much okay, that's d- piss define, off Steve. <laughs> d- define legit freaking out aliens. Well, here's that's why I, I knew you might bring that up because. Red Planet does have those weird bugs, but God. Red Planet's so bad with its script writing that they don't even really explain if the bugs like came up because of the algae, if they were already there. We, they don't actually say, so they're, they're not legit aliens, whereas this movie, Mission to Mars, has legit a- ancient aliens, which is awesome. <laughs> I was so excited when I saw the face on Mars pop out and it was like a spaceship or something. I was like, yes, this is my kind of movie. Okay, I'll give you that one. All I'll right. give you that one. Nice. And I'll give you that the portrayal of the aliens, the portrayal of the aliens in both movies wasn't super ambitious, just for different reasons. Yeah, I could see that. In Red Planet, it's because they end up being these like flesh-eating bug things. <laughs> so in theory, it's not that ambitious to say, well, maybe they could have evolved or mutated or something. Maybe. Uh, and in yours, it's, oh, they've been so far away that we would never have encountered them except for this. And there it gives them a little bit of credibility. Yeah, I could see that. But yeah, I don't think either movie was too ambitious on the aliens. It, was, it wasn't the main focus of the movie, either one right. either movie. Yeah. Yeah. For Mission Mars, it was, uh, you know, the the mystery was the driving force. And the personal dramas. There was no villain. Yeah, that's true. That's why it was more inspirational movie and not like a action adventure based movie versus red planet, which I feel like they wrote a really good survival Mars movie. And then they put it in front of an exec and the exec went, yeah, but who's the villain? And they're like Mars. And he's like, nah, just put a robot in it or something. And flesh eating bugs. Yeah, that'll do it. (laughs) Yeah. God. Yeah. So nah, red planet's better. (laughs) Do you have another point you want to bring up as to why it is? Nah. Nah. I'm surprised you don't bring up the best line in the movie, which I just rolled my eyes out of my head. Val Kilmer's finally about to get off the planet, and he goes, Fuck this planet. Fuck this planet. And he flicks off Mars. (laughs) He flicks off Mars. So Uh, stupid. I don't remember that, but that was good. It was a big moment in the movie. Like, everything is leading up to that, and all of a sudden, he just takes all the air out of it by going, fuck this planet. It's <laughs> <Just> like, what? <laughs> oh, something we usually do is talk about the similarities in the two films. Oh, yeah. They're both going to Mars. Both on Mars. Both use a red filter throughout the whole damn movie. Both have, um, like, a major malfunction with their ship. 
yep. Uh, both their equipment doesn't work properly. Uh, unforeseen problems make them crash and stuck on the planet. Yep. They were way too similar, and they came out the same year. How does Hollywood keep doing this? I don't know, because we keep giving them money. And they're giving us fodder for podcasts. That's a good thing. That's true. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of other similarities. They both both teams lose people, but all of Red Plants are so much dumber. I will give you uh, one good thing that the Red Planet did, according to trivia. Okay. Uh, unlike many other science fiction films, the behavior of fire in zero gravity is depicted quite realistically. <laughs> I'll take it. So they did that well. Oh, here's uh, here's a good thing. Here's mm. my my last point. Uh, is that this was the last, first, last, and only directing of <laughs> Michael Hoffman. Ant- Anthony Hoffman. Is it Anthony Hoffman? Yep. Oh, shit. Okay, so that's, <laughs> this is awesome. So that's how I came to this. Okay, Anthony Hoff- uh, Hoffman, his only full-length motion picture credit. How did he uh, get it? And when, I don't know. You know why? I looked him up on Wikipedia. He doesn't have a Wikipedia page. He doesn't. I looked up, too. I did the same he, thing. So that did you funny. find the page that does come up on Wikipedia, though? This is the, my final point for this. No. Movie. So Michael Anthony Hoffman. Uh-huh. Is a famous Holocaust denier. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. He's got like eight self-published insane conspiracy theorist Holocaust denier books that he has that he's written. <laughs> Not the same guy, right? Not the same guy. <laughs> OK, good. <laughs> but, but the problem, I think that it just <laughs> lends an, an air of mystique to my movie. <laughs> the, director, the director became so obscure that you can't find anything about it. What's weird is there's like three credits on IMDb and then there's just like 12 pictures of him with like really expensive video cameras next to celebrities like Bandit Cumberbatch and like, um, I don't know, other other celebrities, too. And so it's like he's apparently on sets, but he has no credits even on crew. Like he's not on a crew or anything. It's like, who the hell is this guy? How did he get a big budget movie? doesn't make any sense i don't know maybe he's someone's son or cousin or yeah so he's around the celebrity scene but not that's really an enigma that i will give that to your movie that it adds an air Damn. of mystery <laughs> just not Thank the holocaust tonight anthony hoffman <laughs> oh man but they both seem to have really big budgets oh and they also both had horrible computer voices that's one thing i'll give them that they were similar incoming packet incoming packet Attention, Commander. Incoming relay. Like, they had, like, really robotic computer voices. It's like, we already have voices better than that for (laughs) speaking voices. Yeah, the computer in uh, Red Planet, the voice was done by, like, like the AT&T, like, robot (laughs) voice that tells people the time. I did see that. (laughs) Oh, I loved how, um, I think, was it, which movie was it? Oh, yeah, it was Red Planet. They're both so bad. They're both they're going up into space the first time. And he's like, so how many hits did you get on your website before you got up? Oh, my God. (laughs) I actually made a mental note of that. I completely forgot to this moment. I got 500,000 hits on my website. How many hits you get? 846. (laughs) In the year 2000, that was the their best guess at that moment. Of what macho bullshit was going to be in the year 2050s. <laughs> that was their best guess. They threw it, it was out amazing. Because they don't have anything like social media. Like how many likes did you get in your post? Or like, you know, that didn't exist. So like, oh, how many hits did you get in your website, buddy? Yeah, the, the verbiage didn't even exist at that time. It's amazing. Yeah. He's like, oh, my GeoCities is going off the chain, man. 
my angel fire sites is really rocking it right now. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm more of a GeoCities guy myself. Yeah, whatever, man. There's so many GIFs on my site that I, you know, slows down most people's modems, but it's pretty, pretty badass. Dude, I'm pretty sure it's GIF. Uh, we can fight about this all day, man. Let's go we'll to space. We'll probably fight about it until like 2013 or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> the G stands for graphic. It's GIF. I'm I'm amazed that people are listening this far into this podcast. <laughs> it's amazing. These are this is these films of obviously need to be talked about more. I mean, I mean, 16 years later, this need. No to one happen. has no one has broken them down. I think in the way we have. <laughs> no. Talking about other notes I had. Oh, I was really happy when they shoved uh, Benjamin Brad off the cliff because he's like being an unnecessary asshole. <laughs> yeah, why don't you go die like a man somewhere if you can? <laughs> and he's like, shit, punches him off the thing. I was like, that's great. He totally deserved that. And I love that it was moments before they found out they were going to live. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like moments. And that really awkward scene later, he's just like, like, oh, just the two of you will go on the thing. I'll stay behind. He's like, you don't really want to do that because you don't trust me. You think I killed him. I'm like, whoa, buddy. No one was saying that. <laughs> now Nobody- I'm just going to run out into the middle of nowhere and get hunted down by a robot, if you'll excuse me. Only two of us can go on Cosmos. What? There's only room on Cosmos for two people. You two both go. You're carrying with the mission and tell people what they need to know about what you learned here. And we'll get to Cosmos, so I'll help you rig it. And then uh, say goodbye. <laughs> Probably won't even launch. He is Russian, after all. <laughs> I'll get 10 feet off the ground and explode, and I'll still live longer than both of you. <laughs> You're a rare man, Gallagher. But somehow I don't quite believe it. What are you talking about? He thinks I'm responsible for Santa's death. What do you think, Gallagher? Gallagher? You trust me? Do you? I'll watch your back, you watch mine. Shit, I know I don't trust you. But you're gonna leave your buddy here behind and take off with me (laughs) yes that's that's what he's gonna do his character made no sense (laughs) none whatsoever i loved it so we've we've gone over some really questionable movies during copycat cinema but i i'm pretty sure i can now legitimately say these are the worst two it might be the worst two yeah I mean, we still have a few left that we are really legit copycat cinema contenders, like, but they're like yeah. romantic comedies and stuff, which we can, we can do eventually. But yeah, they, I don't think they'll no. be as bad as these two. No, these two are really terrible. So we did it for you, Internet, and I hope you're happy. <laughs> there you are. Red Planet versus uh, uh, Mission to Mars. Please tell us who you think won the debate, if that's even possible, because we kind of <laughs> floundered around there for a while. And we know who lost. <laughs> You, our listeners. <laughs> and us for spending three hours watching these two bad movies. That's true. It was a lot of time invested. Oh, God. I kept looking at the clock during Red Planet. Like, how much time is left in this video file? <laughs> yes, that is accurate. <laughs> uh, anyways, thanks, listeners. So now time for something better. Trailer reviews. Here at Play on Nerds, we have developed an interesting rating system to bring to you our ideas on the trailers we're about to review. 
At the low, low end of the scale, we have Burn It, where we think you should find every copy you can get your hands on and throw it into a barrel fire. Kill it with fire. <laughs> and our next step is Drunk Watch, which means that, yeah, I'd watch this movie. It'd be entertaining if I was under the influence of some kind of substance of some kind. But if I was sober, probably not going to check this thing out. No, nope, not going to see it. Next, we've got We'll See, which is maybe we just don't know enough about this movie to tell what the hell it's going to be. Could be good. Could be bad. Not sure. Eh. And our next category would be Get the Couch Ready, which means I'm definitely going to check this movie out at home. Wouldn't necessarily pay the big bucks of seeing it in theaters, but I'm definitely going to watch it at home. So get that couch ready. After that, we have Take a Look, where we are recommending for you, our viewers and listeners, to check out this movie and check out the trailer and tell us what you think about it. We, we wanted to see what you guys think. It looks pretty good, but we're not quite sure yet. Yeah, take a look. Yeah. Let us know. And for our final and best category, we have Shut Up and Take My Money. Shut up and take my money. This looks so awesome. We're going to see it. That's where we cannot wait to give Hollywood bigwigs... All of the money that we have earned at work to go see a film for $47. We're so excited. We just have to go see it. We, have, we don't have a choice. And that is our A Play on Nerds official copyrighted trademark system for rating our movie trailers. So which one do I talk about first? Um, I'm going to go with the one I giggled at the most. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's Snowden. Did you? You giggled during an Oliver Stone trailer. <laughs> so here's, and I'll tell you right now, and you'll hear it. Mm -hmm. The entire time, it sounds like Joseph Gordon-Levitt is doing a, just a terrible impression. I the thought voice that too. Is, the voice is so distracting. It was, immediately. I couldn't, like, not, not, oh, that'll take a while to get used to her, like Capote, where it's like, oh, that's a really distinct choice Philip Seymour Hoffman made. But it just sounds like a guy talking like a dumb guy. Or, uh, I, hello, I'm Joseph Gordon, uh, putting on this voice. You guys, you guys gotta get out of here. They'll be here for you soon. <laughs> Best I can tell, you've been walking around two broken legs for weeks. When do I go back? You ever again land on those legs of yours? Those bones will turn to powder. Plenty other ways to serve your country. You want it to be special forces? Yes, sir. Why do you want to join the CIA? I'd like to help my country make a difference in the world. The average test time is five hours. I'm done, sir. It's been 40 minutes. 38 minutes? What should I do now? Whatever you want. The deputy director of the NSA offered me a new position. Can you tell me anything about it? <laughs> You know I can't. Find the terrorist in the internet haystack. You're making people very happy. Thank you. You ready for a little action? Oh, this looks juicy. How is this all possible? Think of it as a Google search, except instead of searching only what people make public, we're also looking at everything they don't. Emails, chats, SMS, whatever. Yeah, but which people? The whole kingdom's not white. The NSA is really tracking every cell phone in the world. Most Americans don't want freedom. They want security. Except people, they don't even know they've made that bargain. Are they watching us? There's something going on inside the government that's really wrong, and I can't ignore it. I just want to get this data to the world. Hey, hey. I feel like I'm made to do this. And if I don't do it, then I don't know anybody else that can. This is everything I have. They're going to figure out what I've done. Did you access an unauthorized program? The government knows that we have these documents now. 
You're looking at a possible death sentence. I can't turn back from this. Watch yourself. We are running out of time. They're gonna come for me. They're gonna come for all of you too. <laughs> it was so <laughs> distracting that it ruined any chance I had of taking that trailer series. It was so <laughs> jarring. It was just like, what is is he doing that the whole time? Or is he have a frog in his throat? Like what what is happening? <laughs> Uh, so if you don't know, I mean, probably most people listening to this know what this is about. But Edward Snowden, the guy who released all those documents and he's living in Russia now because he he's basically been he would be tried as a traitor if he came back to the U.S., I think, at this point. Um, yeah. And the people there's debates about whether it's good or bad what he did, the documents he released. And, you know, I'm up in the air because I don't know enough about it. So I'm excited to see this movie to learn more about what happened. So that's that's cool. But that voice is going to be real distracting. I I giggled. Like I legitimately giggled. I couldn't do it. I had, I had more like a, Oh, oh, what is that? That was my reaction. I wish I was giggling. Um, but yeah, so like ex CIA informant, like information processor guy sneaks out information, leaks it publicly. It sounds like a John Grisham novel almost, but it really happened. It's crazy, but it really happened. Uh, You could see, um, Edward Snowden did a great interview for, um, What's his name? The British guy who's on his own show last week tonight. Oh, uh, with John Oliver. John Oliver. Yeah. He, um, when he first started his show, he, he went to Russia and interviewed Edward Snowden. It's a really funny interview, but also you can hear his voice in that interview and how he sounds. He uh, does kind of sound well, like that. But I, I think that's the problem. And, and that's yeah. really what they got hung up on is that unlike most a ton of other biopic movies that have been mm-hmm. made, um, we're not far enough away from this one. Yeah. So they maybe didn't feel like they could interpret the character because the guy is still alive and still very much a a public figure in some ways. That's true. So you feel more, more pressure to sound and look like him. Well, he doesn't look anything like him at all. So I don't know why they thought they had to sound like him. because He doesn't look like him at all. So, Oh my God. It's (laughs) (laughs) I'm Edward Snowden. What you fuck me? On, I fuck on me. all these Americans. What am I gonna do? He actually reminds me of uh, uh, Buffalo Bill from <laughs> Puts the Lotion in the Basket. <laughs> Would Puts you spy on me? I'd, I'd spy, spy on, on me. me. <laughs> I'd spy on me so hard. That's what it sounds like. Wild horses. <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, give, I'm gonna give Snowden a burn it. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. I can't. I, if, if I can't even take the movie seriously, I don't get how, care how good the movie is. If I can't take the main character seriously, it's ruined. I will say by the end of the trailer, I was a little less thrown off by the voice. So I'm, I'm hoping and thinking that into the movie, I'll finally get used to it, hopefully. And I put Get the Couch Ready because I, I don't need to see this in the theaters, but I do want to know the story better. And I trust Oliver Stone make a good film. So. Yeah, I'm going to get the couch ready and I'll watch it at home. I definitely will, but not in theaters because um, I don't need to. We're going to feel really bad when like Joseph Gordon-Levitt suffered some sort of injury and that's just his voice now. <laughs> he had a stroke or something. I got kicked in the throat by a horse. <laughs> so now I talk uh, like this. It's our third mention of horses. He's saying the wild horses song. <laughs> and the second time kicked by a horse. Has been yeah, so, it's a theme of the episode. <laughs> so yeah, what's our next trailer? Next one we got is Magnificent Seven. Which is a remake of the film that I have not seen, 
I, I know it's probably bad. People are probably saying, how dare you? But I've never seen the original. But you have seen the movie that that movie is based on, because I think we watched it together. Seven, Seven Samurai. Samurai. I haven't yep. seen that either. You haven't seen that? No. Nope. Man, I must, I must have watched that with Owen. Isn't that a big inspiration for Star Wars and stuff, too? Oh, it, it's like it's a very classic movie, like yeah. the whole like assembling a team. It, 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 it set all those cliches. Yeah, exactly. So but did you see the original Magnificent Seven? No, I can't say I have. Huh. We should do that. It's research. <laughs> yeah, research. <laughs> Sir, I have a proposition. We're decent people being driven from our homes. Slaughtered in cold blood. So you seek revenge. I seek righteousness. But I'll take revenge. Took a job looking for some men to join me. Is it difficult? Impossible. How many you got so far? You and me? Quite a batch of strays. This is not going to end well. God dang it, I'm good. How many men you say? What do you think of the trailer? Um, I think it, I like a lot of people in it. Yeah, I'm just not like, I, and I like that the the sort of western genre is coming back and seeing a little bit of a rebirth. But I wish that they would not make remakes. Yeah. It's like kind of unnecessary. How about an original idea for once? I don't know. But also, I love the idea of people have said this a lot on other podcasts and everywhere. Um, but how about remake movies that sucked? Make them better. Like, if there's already a movie that's really great, why do you need to remake it? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But no, I, I, was, I was confused because I haven't seen the original. And I saw this trailer and it was kind of goofy and kind of a shoot 'em up And I was thinking it was going to be more of like a serious drama thing. And I was like, oh, this is just like a goofy action movie so i was really kind of surprised by that but i don't think goofy action movie but certainly not a gritty action movie yeah like i was expecting more gritty and i was surprised because of the actors they have and like denzel washington and i mean chris pratt can go either way at this point but and they've of other he can though yeah that's true yeah vincent d'onofrio who's always been a good dramatic actor um who else let's see well, they didn't show like there's a Native American, there's an Asian character, and they don't barely show them at all in the trailer. So you couldn't even tell who they were. Like they barely stayed in their face for a split second, you know? Yeah. Bai Hoon Lee, e- Ethan Hawke. Oh, yeah. Ethan Hawke. He looked great in the two seconds they showed him. Like, I love Ethan Hawke. He's a great actor. Uh, Peter Sarsgaard, who I always like and never really gets his due. Yeah, he's a great serious actor. So another like a lot of dramatic actors that I was like, that's why I thought it'd be a little more serious and. Um, intense, but it just looks kind of, oh, this is fun. Let's shoot people. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that's the thing. Even, you know, the Seven Samurai is about seven unlikely people coming together. Mm. And it always starts with the, you know, the main guy and him recruiting and them recruiting and recruiting. And, you know, that's like half the movie is them recruiting dudes. Yeah. It looks like fun, though. Yeah. Um, I, um, I, I said take a look. So cause I want to see another trailer until I know how serious I want to see it. Cause it, this trailer was kind of like a, Hey, it took like, look at this stuff, but yeah. So take a look and wait for a better trailer. That's where I'm at. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give it a, eh, we'll see. I don't really know what's going to happen. The only thing, and I think the only way I would really see this movie in theaters is if I, for some reason need to pick a movie to go see with my dad. Oh, there you go. Because that, that would movie. be the, the only reason I would go see this in theaters. 
Because he'd like to see it big time. I mean, he he likes Westerns. And yeah. so it's sort of, you know, I think of uh, True Grit and some of those that we've really the, the, the only movies <laughs> recently I can think of that we've gone and like really enjoyed. That sounds fair. Yeah. So, yeah, one burn it and one we'll see for me this week. And get the couch ready and take a look. Not so bad. We've had worse. We've had better. That's true. And just like this episode, you, Internet, have had worse and you've had better. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road and back again. Your heart is true. So in our thank you section today, we have another awesome thing, which is an iTunes review. Yay! Woo! It's from uh, the UK iTunes, because we have to look in different iTunes every time they leave a review. For some reason, they don't put them all in one place. But, uh... Uh, the review is from Mitchell App, and it says, My first podcast that wasn't a Smodcast or YouTube sister cast. These two friends created a cleanly edited, well-structured, and constantly evolving show, and now the Apon Empire is expanding. I've listened from day one and never looked back. Which is awesome. Thank you so much for that review. That is killer. That is pretty awesome. Tell your friends. Tell your friends over there in the UK. To listen more. That's where all of our Please. listeners seem to be. Anyways. Yeah, I don't know why we appeal to them. <laughs> I love it. Maybe maybe we're like a brand of, of American kitsch that we don't know about. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe there's like making like fun of us. Like we're an American novelty over there. We're huge in Japan. <laughs> like that sort of thing. <laughs> David. Germans really love David Hasselhoff. <laughs> Germans love David Hasselhoff. Well, good. Thank you, Mitchell. Uh, so much. Keep listening. We'll keep trying to do good, I guess. Absolutely. So thanks for joining us again. It's been a lot of fun. It's been great getting back to our roots. As always, we've been your co-hosts. You've been our listeners. Thanks again, Internet. Stay nerdy, my friends. If you'd like to find out more about us, you can always check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash a play on nerds or check us out on Twitter and Instagram at a play on nerds. We're also streaming live game content all the time on twitch.tv slash a play on nerds fun videos and stuff to check out youtube.com slash play on nerds. And also please subscribe to us on iTunes and leave a review if possible, because that lets us be easily searched in the iTunes search index for podcasts and that way we know if we stink exactly let us know if you hate us or you love us that's always great check us out at our website www.aplayonnerds.com where all this content can be found at the tip of your fingers and you can also always email us at anything at aplayonnerds.com and then check us out on i guess snapchat maybe <laughs> for dick or, or tumblr <laughs> tumblrs Periscopes. Uh, you could also throw a rock at us with a message on it. Carrier pigeons. We accept cassette tapes. <laughs> I love cassette tapes. We just want to hear from you. Yes, please send us anything you like at any social media outlets. However you do it, check us out. And how? How?